Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My guest this week is Professor Pavel Drabek. Professor Drabek is a professor of drama and theater practice at the University of Hull, specializing in Shakespeare, early modern theater, translation, adaptation, and theater theory. He also writes and translates for opera, radio, and theater. Selected works include Czech Attempts at Shakespeare and Transnational Connections in Early Modern Theater. His fourth radio play will be broadcast by Czech Radio 3 in October 2019. Currently, he is collaborating on a new opera entitled You Wish, an opera libretto for Mario de Rosso called Winton Strains, and a book entitled Adapting and Translating for the Stage. Professor Drabek was one of the curators of this year's PQ 2019 PQ Talks and Flash Talks. In this episode, we speak about what it took to curate such a project, what its impact will be on future talk events, and why person-to-person interaction is important when it comes to the sharing of ideas. I hope you enjoy this excellent conversation we recently had. Enjoy the show. And we are on. Hello. Hello. Good. Good afternoon. Good evening. Um, Hello, hello, everyone. Well, welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. Today, I am joined by uh, Professor Pavel Drabek. Did I say that correctly? You did. You are a professor of drama and theater practice. Uh, You are currently at Hull University. Yes, I have been for close to seven years now. Excellent, excellent. And you are you do research and teaching. Um, I'm I'm looking at your biography here. It says you research and teach uh, Shakespeare and early modern drama and theater in Europe. That's correct. That's one of those things that I do. It's one of the things that you do. Um, to give everybody a, uh, you have published translations on Shakespeare, 17th century English comedy in Germany. Uh, and it says here, John Fletcher, early modern marionette theater in Central Europe and theater structuralism and semiotics. Yep. Oh, my gosh. How do you have the time? Uh, I'm an old man. I've uh, in the past. Some people say I live too far in the past as well. Um, but I, uh, I had the, the great honor and the great opportunity to meet with you uh for pq 2019 and was selected as one of the the folks to be part of the pq flash talk series which was actually a condensed version of a full talk so instead of myself standing up there and speaking for 45 minutes with slides and powerpoint presentations and whatnot i was actually part of a collection of 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 folks that uh, were in the relatively same genre and uh, we had an opportunity to give 10-minute speeches and um, kind of introduce ourselves to the audience at hand. Um, you and your team uh, were part of the group that helped curate that. 
Um, yep. Could you uh, tell me, um, it was, were there many people on the team? Was it you and, because I remember I met uh, a, a woman and I can't yeah. remember her name. Not to not to worry. Yeah, I'll tell you everything. Now I had the I had the great pleasure to to meet with you, Richard, uh, in Prague, and it was wonderful. Uh, but there were two people who were curating uh, PQ talks. Uh, that was Barbara Přihodová, who's the who's associate, associate professor at at Villanova University in the States. Uh, but she's also Czech like like me, and we've known each other for a very long time. And then myself, and we had an open call to uh, for expressions of interest uh, to join this quite innovative program called PQ Talks for the Prague Quadrennial 2019. And uh, we experimented with 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 different lengths and different formats for those talks. And uh, so your talk was part of what we call flash talks. And to be honest. Having spoken to Barbara since uh, Prague Quadrennial uh, finished on the 16th of June, uh, this was actually our f a favorite format uh, because it allowed us something very unique. Uh, what we loved about Prague Quadrennial is that people literally from all over the world are there. And you have on the stage sitting next to you, people from other continents who are doing things that are maybe different, but have something in common with you. And uh, those flash talks allowed us to have a focused discussion with five, six, seven people, all coming from different angles who would briefly introduce their work. But the way it worked for the audiences was there were overreaching themes that really covered i would say the globe as one one sonography specialist came said when all this concluded he came and said barbara and you pavel between you two probably have now the best idea of what sonography 2019 is in the world and i said well yes i think we are so blessed and honored to have been in this position so that's the context in which it was so we had wonderful expressions of interest from people from, from all around the world. We could not accommodate everyone, uh, but we try to be as inclusive and as wide ranging as possible. And uh, we had 10 days of packed with talks and provocations and interventions and presentations and, and, and ideas, well, you name it. And you were one. We were one of them, and it was great honor and great joy to have you there. I again, I'm I I was blown away because I just you know I I remember originally I was hoping to be part of a group with uh, some other uh, other professors because we were going to talk about a very wide ranging of topics as it ref referred to um, uh, lighting and photography and things like that, and through circumstance or however the, the process went. It didn't quite work out, but to at least have the opportunity to present a portion of an element was, was great. I, what I really enjoyed about the, um, the event, the, the talks themselves, was that it was enough of a taste of, of something that afterwards 
you you were allowed to go up and talk to that person and exchange maybe a little bit of information or get an opportunity to to be like i want to learn more and i think that's i think that's probably the the yeah. real strength of 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 what you did my um so the when you were, when you probably were inundated you and your team were inundated with you know a few hundred probably ideas of of you know everything from point a to point z how did you find yourself categorizing or or, or trying to get things to fit into genres yeah that's a this is a brilliant question and i uh, just got come back to 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 your point about this no it was wonderful this kind of short tasters of of uh, of individual ideas that was that was great sometimes we hoped that we would we would pull together a, a, a bigger block but you know life is life and sometimes uh funding runs out and some sometimes illness intervenes and other unforese unforeseeable events so not everyone goes not everything goes according to our wishes however the outcome was overwhelmingly beautiful now you are right we were inundated and we spent a couple, quite quite a long time uh, sifting through those pro through those uh, piles of of uh, applications, there were several problems that we were trying to to to, to uh, sort. Uh, well, it's a big pie, so where do I start? Uh, one is uh, there are institutions that already work uh, and have been working for a long time, and for them uh, the uh, Prague Quadrennial is an opportunity to present their work, but some of them uh, requested quite a lot of time. So one unnamed institution said, we would like to organize a two-day conference as part of Prague PQ Talks, and we are offering you a kind of package. We said, you can't be serious. You can't, we can't have that. I mean, uh, out of 10 days, you would swallow up two days. That's, that cannot be. And of, so that was one, one, one problem. So basically, we, we said, if you're an institution, we want you to come, but we don't want you to practice your work with in PQ Talks. We want you to give give a brief introduction to what you're doing and invite people so that they have, right, so there is this institution in Spain, there is this institution in the UK, there is this institution in Hong Kong, and we want to know about it. And if individuals are interested, they can then liaise. So it's more of a forum rather than rather than uh, people co institution coming and en encroaching upon uh, or making impositions on the program. So that was one issue. Another issue which is somehow connected, because of course it's a it 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 is a world exhibition, the largest festival in the world of sonography and performance design. It happens every four years. So that prestige goes hand in hand with uh, power plays. And then we have we had quite a few attempts at saying, all right, we would like to present this and that and that. And we said, well, hold on a minute. We are not really a forum for you to, to play your, for lack of better, intellectual colonialism with us. Uh, so let's talk sense. And uh, uh, very often we got back to the proposal, to the to the authors of the proposal and said, well, we want you there, 
but only on condition that we, you include another, uh, at least another two participants from at least another two continents. So we were very clearly trying to break a kind of Anglo-American uh, kind of stranglehold. Yes, stranglehold over the language, over the public discourse, and so on. So we were very particular about uh, giving PQ talks or organizing PQ talks as a global and very inclusive discussion. And I have to say, one of the most moving moments where was a panel when the, we had a, someone from Brazil, Croatia, and Australia. They had never met before. First, they thought they had nothing in common, but the discussion that grew out of it was just charming. And those kind of encounters cannot happen in virtual space. They can't happen on, on, on the internet. You've got to be there and you have to see the person face to face. And that was something that we have to treasure as organizers of festivals. Now, when you, when you, you also asked about the, the thematic structuring, I think that was the that was the trickiest part of it, because how do you put into pockets? How do you put into silos or any categories the the world? Because there was everything from I don't know uh, family photographs through history of architecture through environmental experience through three D printing of puppets to photographs to you name it and uh, mm -hmm. that variety uh, is mind-boggling and was quite overwhelming we were very fortunate that we managed to uh, to create thematic blocks even days so there was a day dedicated to costume because people from all around the world whether they know of one another or not are interested in costume in the broadest sense then one day about architecture and public sphere one day about education very crucially because many of the participants are teachers in one capacity or another uh, there was a there was uh, another day about half a day about puppets there was one about sustainability and environmental issues which is a great theme not only mm -hmm. uh, in in global politics of course in uh, with with artists and with intellectuals so we kind of created those pockets and then uh, looked at it and thought right maybe we are missing a little bit we would like something about i don't know sonography of sound right so we dropped something in yeah so we invited uh specialists in individual fields, and there were only a handful when we said, could you create a 45 minute block? Pick mm -hmm. people who are at, P at PQ already uh, so that we don't incur further costs, but have let's have a talk that addresses this issue because we perceive it as a, as, as a theme. And very much PQ talks, and that was the plan, the vision of Marketa Santova, Who's the who's the artistic director of the Prague Quadrennial uh, was meant to be uh, kind of like a bonding moment, a forum for all the other programs, and we tried to do it. So many of our themes kind of invited 
participants from other programs. And we also try to address things such as collaboration. How do people from different departments collaborate? How does a director communicate with the lighting designer? How does a sonographer communicate with the actors? And mm -hmm. that was one of the one of the uh, topics that we asked for, and it was beautiful. It was absolutely wonderful. I, I think one of the uh, one of the things that I actually that I, I certainly appreciate of the many things I appreciated about about uh, the, the 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 talks was the, the 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 setup of where it took place. Um, it was it felt like I'm coming into a discussion. It didn't feel like I'm in a lecture hall. I didn't feel like I was in a boardroom. You know. If, if there is one thing that is, is a big pain in the butt is when someone shows a slide and you can't see it. I, 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 the, the design was simple. It was well executed. I, uh, and it, yep. it made. And what was great was the turnout. I think that's, that's, a, that's indicative of, of the interest level that's uh, there amongst the community. Because I think people really do want to hear some of these ideas. And, you know, these... These snippets, these bites, these tastings, I think, um, are, help draw. I, I, I was stunned when, at least I can only speak for my panel, uh, was being in the room, and there was, there was a whole host of people. I, I, I was, you know, they say you get more nervous talking to a room of 10 people than you do to 100 people. And it was, I mean, I was nervous anyway, because that's not the, the best form for me. Um, but, uh, it was, but you, you and your team made, made me feel very comfortable. And the other, the other thing that that's great is there was enthusiasm around the project itself. It's one thing to be like, yes, we're doing this and here's another conference and here's another exposition, but enthusiasm, if, if you can get other people to feel that way, yeah. I, it, it made it so much more enjoyable to be there. And, yeah. and and be part of it um you know, I can't agree more. yeah i can't agree more uh about the space uh so this this pavilion pavilion e was uh structured in this way by and very cleverly by petra pakos who was the main praquadrennial pq architect and he showed us the design and he said this is the idea so we want one these uh tables little and then a seating area at the back and we we kind of thought, why would you like to do it? I said, well, trust me, because that idea was that. And he was absolutely right, because uh, it created a sense of almost like homely, chatty, pub-like setting close to the, to, the, uh, to the podium. And behind that, there was, there was a big seating area. If when he told me, when he told us that uh, the capacity of the of the hall was 450 450 seats. We thought, oh my God, how can that be possible? I will, I won't be able to speak. How will people who are not used to speaking in front of others, how will they present? So, and he says, don't worry. And absolutely, one of the great things, as you say, Richard, one of the great things about PQ Talks was the atmosphere, that people just loved going there. It was very informal. Friendly, of course, it had its structure, but although at any given point you had 100 to 150 people in the room, of course, for the for the big stars, we had 
250 to 400. And although you had 100, 150 people in the room at any given point, it did not feel like this is a host, but rather this is a friendly people, a a friendly host of people who, who are interested in hearing what you have to say. And some of the visitors uh, to PQ Talks uh, became our regulars. Uh, they said, whatever there is, I'm coming. And they would be there from day one until the last day. And they said, PQ Talks, that was the program for me. Because, as you say, you get a glimpse into the artwork, into the thing, but you have the stories. You have humans talking to humans. What else can there be? I, I think I think we should also give a lot of credit to uh, Miss Ventova for having the the vision to, to to continue to have these these talks. Um, I think it's I think it helps. Dialogue helps. I yeah. think it's it's one thing to have your work your artwork in the in the exhibits speak for itself, but there comes a time where, as you say, there has to be a person to person interaction and sometimes I feel like conferences or exhibits don't necessarily provide that it's a lot of you know you're kind of on your own and these gathering moments um, which which is kind of interesting because I I also attended some of the the fragment uh, speeches which took place um, in the lapidary yeah yeah and uh, I found that you know setting is everything and having the to, to listen to uh, the gentleman from Spain, and then um, oh, whose name escapes me, it's one something or other. I, oh, he was a light into, he's a designer. Um, oh God, I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering this. And then having the opportunity to to speak with uh, or to listen to um, Pamela Howard yep. uh, in a much more intimate setting, you know, because I I, I attended um, the the event in Cardiff. And she yeah. spoke in a in a in a really big hall, and you and you could get the sense that like this is a little too big. <laughs> this this her her conversations are much more intimate. Yeah. Yeah, much more relatable on on that kind of level. Um, the the now this is my this was my second PQ. Had you been involved with PQ before? Uh, not really, not really. By the way, the Spanish person was Juan Gomez Correjo. That's it. That's it. I apologize for forgetting. Not to worry. His, Not, to worry. Not to worry. Not to worry. No, this was really my first time, and I was surprised. Well, Barbara is a uh, my co-curator. She is a stalwart of of PQ, uh, and she's been involved for for a number of years. Uh, when Marketa Fantova approached me, uh, I was very surprised, and I said, "Why should I be doing it? Because although I have interest in theatre, of course, I I'm a theatre maker." Uh, and I've done all sorts of theater, uh, things in the theater, all sorts of roles. It was never to do with sonography. And she said, well, she convinced me. She basically said, well, yes, but you can speak about it and you can explain it. And and I think between Barbara and I, we created this kind of team of being able to forge the dialogues uh, between people. So, and you hinted at it. Uh, a few minutes ago, when you said that you are talking uh, to individuals, it's not just being on a stage uh, in a kind of disconnect, but there is a true uh, person-to-person dialogue 
which is profoundly human. And I, and I, we made this a very special, a uh, very special thing about BQ Talks. We said we want people to talk to one another. We don't want them to offload ideas. We don't want want them to just bulldoze over or throw up ideas. We want them to engage in a true dialogue, which is non-hierarchical. So it's not we are listening to this great big big head, but no, we are involved in a non-hierarchical, profoundly democratic dialogue, and that was that was what happened. And I think uh, having me as a scenography known specialist in the in the room, I think may have helped uh, because when someone was nervous said, "Oh, I don't really do scenography," I said, "I have no idea what scenography is. Feel free to talk." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of set people. At leisure. Of course, it's not really true. You know, I've I've edited stuff on on sonography, and yeah, I've worked with Pamela Howard on the third See, edition of uh, what is what, or her book. So, I can't I don't I can't say that I'm a sonographic virgin. But oh, oh, clearly, it's it's one of those things where if if the only thing I ever ask is can you can you make me relax? Can you put me at ease? It's gonna be okay. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. But, honestly. What do we do? Uh, two years ago, uh, there was a conference uh, to mark the 50th anniversary of Prague Quadrennial because Prague Quadrennial has has been going since 67, 1967. And uh, in 2017, there was a conference called Porous Borders, which was marking the 50th anniversary. Now, Barbara and I, we were we were moderating it, and uh, I have to say that when I came to that space. I was nervous. I don't often suffer terrible stage fright, but that, that filled me with awe because it took place in the former uh, in, in the former hall of the of the Czechoslovak Parliament, where Václav Havel was elected president back in 1989. And you are on that stage with all that history behind you, and you kind of introduce people, and that <laughs> moment was really overwhelming and there was someone who gave a short talk at this conference and she was suffering such bad stage fright the anxiety was just incredible so i took her by the hand i said let's walk the stage and we walked it in the in the interval and she relaxed because she found out that it's just humans and it's all right and but there are moments where where a stage and its size as well as its history can be overwhelming. So you uh, you uh, you talked about um, uh, your your relationship to sonography. So here here's a here's uh, here's a question I have. Which is more misunderstood, the the application of the word sonography or the word itself? Hmm. Uh, that's a kind of worms. You know that, Richard. I know. I know. It's it's one of those things where everyone has an opinion about it. So. Okay. I, uh, if you look at if you look at the the cover, it says Prague Quadrennial of Performance Design and Space. So actually, yes. it it does not even say sonography. However, we had a discussion, and Barbara and I said, no, we are talking sonography. We are not talking performance design. Performance design is very specific. And I also spoke to with my students about this because so twenty seven students came over from Hull. Uh, to Prague to experience PQ, and I said, so 
was it what is it was it sonography or was it performance design said, oh no 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 it wasn't performance design and it certainly wasn't set design I said, so what is it and i think what they like about the word sonography uh is that it is all encompassing it is not anticipating roles it is not anticipating uh, kind of hierarchical institutional structures it is only describing what's happening on a scene and, uh, and it is about what is happening on the scene on the stage and it doesn't have to be a literal stage of course it can be anywhere but the art of structuring or acknowledging or working with the environment in which you are is what sonography is that's why we stuck so much to the word sonography and we had expected and marketa fantova had warned us it's a kind of worms people will be objecting not a single person came and said oh sonography is, is the wrong word you should be using performance design there were projects in pgu talks and flash talks where the word design just does not fit at all because there is mm. nothing we've designed you don't design if you are performing in a in a in the middle of a forest you just don't design it it's a setting and you which you find it you which you find and you envision how the scene that is some action can take place in it so it's not really designing in 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 the sense of the word so the problem of course is is history because uh the word came about from uh, into english from uh, uh romance languages but also very much from from central european uh languages at a time where which was kind of politically charged so i know that having spoken to a number of practitioners in the us uh, they said oh sonography is this kind of 1970s 1980s political concept of that was introduced hand in hand with kind of this kind of cold war setting and so thought well yes maybe but if you read what was written about sonography at that point it was not a political concept it was a very strict strictly all in passive open concept that does not preempt or assume political stances Mm. I, uh, I remember sitting in a, uh, uh, a meeting, and this is when I was first introduced to uh, Mr. Jerome McElberg, who is, who is one of my all-time favorite people. I want to get a t-shirt that says, Jerome is my homie, because I, I adore that man. I just, he is not afraid of his opinion. And He's the dynamo, yeah. And his, his having the opportunity to get to, to work with him in, uh, in Germany recently with uh, some of his uh, stage mechanics. I have a, a much greater appreciation for, for what he does. But um, I, I, I agree with you in, in, in many aspects of, of what you're talking about when, with, with the word. Um, I think that we, we get far too often hung up on very minute details. And it's like, look, there are, other, there, are, there are so many languages out there and there are so many other words. Why, why are we getting hung up on this? Yep. You know, create, make, uh, imagine, whatever it may be. You know, there are so many other wonderful words to use to describe this thing that you're doing. 
and yet you get hung up on this. But th- th- that's a that's a completely different. That's a that's a whole another discussion. Yeah. But it may be it may be because people are coming from different vantage points and uh, some people will say it's not, not really it's not a helpful term. And I'm not saying uh, I dis I've I disregard your, your view. Of course, I do. And we did engage. And if you you read the, the call that we formulated with Barbara, we did not push forward the term. We said, what is it? What can it mm-hmm. be? What could it be? Are we using the right words? And we kind of invited discussions about about the words that we're using because, like it or not, often the structure that is imposed comes from the words that mm-hmm. we that 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 we are using, and we wanted to upturn it. Actually, there was one interesting point. Uh, we had when as an art, as the international board, we were we had a panel as part of PQ talks when we were talking about our visions, about what's going on, and because it was because it was towards the end of PQ, we also kind of assessed a little bit how it had gone. And uh, someone asked, so what were the dangers? What were the downsides? What were the poisons of, of, uh, that you had to uh, overcome and, and fight? And and I said what I had said to many of our speakers, uh, language barriers. And it wasn't so much a barrier between English and other languages. It was between perfect English and international English. Mm-hmm. Very often it happened that we had someone coming from another country whose uh, language was not English, so English wasn't their first language, neither, nor is it mine, neither is it mine, neither was, is it Barbara's. And, uh, and they said, oh, I'm so, f- I'm a, my English is not good enough. I don't, I don't, I don't feel confident that I will manage. And we always said, look, we don't need perfect English. We need bad English because the people in our room are predominantly not English speakers. And we need them to understand and you need to be understood. So please make it simple and talk Mm. about your work. It is not about rhetorical refinement. It is about the work that you're presenting and the ideas that you're sharing and so on. And I assure you that your your English English is good enough. And it always it always worked. There was one very funny, very funny accident. Well, an institution was inviting their uh, leading sonographer uh, from Germany, and uh, the sonographer felt that she wasn't speaking good enough in English. And so there, we provided an interpreter. That was quite a difficult thing to provide an interpreter, but we did. As the discussion and the presentation uh, developed, we found out that the sonographer actually spoke quite good English <laughs> and that it was just kind of the assumption that you need to speak like a native speaker. So the second half of her talk was not interpreted at all. And she was speaking in a perfect, <laughs> it wasn't kind of perfect, but it was wonderful internationally. And of course, having the talk 
direct direct from the horse's mouth, from the sonographer's mouth, it, that's a totally different quality, which an interpreter, however good they may be, will never achieve. So that was a very interesting thing. So for us, the big poison was this kind of uh, dictatorship of perfect English. Mm -hmm. How how do you now that the the process is over and you you've already you, you said before we before we spoke that you had had a meeting to to talk about you know the ins and outs of of what's of what what went on and I I don't I don't have any desire to rehash that uh, per se because you've probably talked about it enough actually my question more or less is how how have you changed how have you changed going through this experience. Um, and how do you see it um, moving you forward when, as you go in, go back to teaching in a few months for for your next uh, for your next term? It's not it's it's not in a few months. The next term has already started. Oh really? So, oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. Of course, the ma master students and all of them were in Prague. They had already started. So as uh, this week, I've had several meetings with them. We were debriefing what they went through, and I have to say that it was a transformative experience to, for them. And it was a transformative experience for me as well. Uh, of course, I'm profoundly honored that I, could, to, that I could participate in such a wonderful event. First, the, the team in Prague, they did a wonderful job and they are beautiful and, and wonderful people to work with. The international team of curators and others who are looking at uh, the programs it's not a big group, but these are people from all around the world, and they are specialists in their field, and it was a joy to work with them. So even before the program started, before the before PQ started, I received so much in terms of encounters, and we are in the arts. We are in humanities. I mean, it is all about knowing, getting to know people and getting to know refined people and how they think, how they understand the world, how they shape art, how they conceive of creativity. So this was wonderful. And of course, the event itself, I have no words, because uh, I would have to be dead not to be affected by it. And uh, imagine 79 countries, over 800 artists, I don't know what the statistics are, but close to 200,000 visitors. I mean, this is like the Olympics uh, for theater makers. So mm -hmm. this wealth and breadth and diversity of, of artistic expression and sharing is, is a profound and truly life-changing experience. So I can't preempt what will happen. Of course, mm -hmm. we already started talking about what will be next. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that we never enter the same the same river once again. So there will be changes. It will be different. But I am very much looking forward to being part of it again. And the again it starts in January. Oh my goodness! It's just right around the corner. Yeah, half a year for post production, and January 2020, get into get to work for the new, for the new edition. So so to help so to help those folks that. Uh aren't sure might be interested don't know if their if their work is something that fits into it what what would you encourage them how would you encourage them to to, to approach their work that 
maybe if 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 and when the call goes out that uh, they think find the confidence to 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 submit their work it's not about confidence it's about knowing that at the end of the line that is behind the monitor from which you are sending you the email there is a human being who is interested and their mission in this particular event is to get to know the work and it's not it's not about judgmentality it's not about saying this is good this is bad that's not the game we are playing it's about sharing ideas and i can't say that your work will be selected or not selected but forget about confidence Just get in touch ask be open the world is very rich so just be open to it. And uh, uh, so I, I know we have a, I have a, we both have a limited window right now because uh, I have to go off to a, a meeting for my for my university because we're kind of in between terms right now. But um, before I before I let you go, uh, um, if do you have work or or design or something that you would like to tell people about um, that that's coming up or that you've you've recently uh, published or 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 just something that you think is really neat that's happening and that people should know about it. Well, I think people should should just know about what's going on around them around them and be interested, even if it's not immediately what they thought they would like. Uh, some of my students went to Prague. They like. Scenography. I don't really know anything about scenography. I'm not really interested because I'm a playwright. And I spoke to one of them yesterday and I said, so how about now? Oh, she said, oh, God, yes, of course. What I'm doing is scenography. Of course, I'm doing scenography. <laughs> while she is a playwright, she still is a very aware of the setting, the place, the space in which a dialogue is taking place, a situation and an encounter between people. So what's happening at the moment? Well, our students in the in the MA in theatre making and the University of Hull have have their final projects. Many of them are practical, so there will be a kind of small festival in mid July here at the University of Hull in the UK. And uh, with the incoming first years, uh, starting in September, we have a double double bill uh, planned for. Uh, the turn of October, November, it will be a double bill of a new play that I'm writing with my friend and former student, Josh Overton. It's called Oil, the story of Mr. 5% and his seven sisters, which is a history of oil. And uh, the other bill is a play by Afro Ben uh, from 1679, the first professional female playwright in the English language. So Afro Ben, the young king. And don't ask me why the two go together. They do. But you have to All come right. and see. And it, the bond, the bond is sonography, and that idea would never have happened before uh, be, uh, without without Park Quadrennial. There is also a book out, upcoming which I'm co-editing with with Amey Katritsky uh, on. It's called Transnational Connections in Early Modern Theatre, and it is something that basically we are also doing at DQ Talks: transnational connections in and through theatre. This time the book is about, about early modern theatre that's coming up in Manchester University Press. Plus there are at least another three opera projects that I'm working on, but that's for another talk. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So there you go, folks. There's your teaser. All this great information is, is, is out there. 
Um, please check out the, the University of Hull. And where is it located? It is uh, north of England. It's about two and a half hours on the train north of London. It's one of the oldest drama departments in the country. It's not an offshoot of an English department. It's a drama department. You may have heard about Anthony Minghella, the, the great uh, filmmaker, English patient, the Oscar winner. He was a student and a teacher there. And uh, it's an old department. And the way we learn here is we form small theatre companies and you learn through making. So check it out. And if you're interested, just get in touch. Excellent. Excellent. Pavel, I want to say thank you for, uh, for your time, for your energies, for, for all the great things that you've been able to uh, do, and also for providing me an opportunity to, to stand up on stage and be nervous for about 10 minutes and, and be able to, to interact with some, some folks. I would never, again, I never would have had the opportunity to, 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 to stand next to and, and chat with. Um, I wish you continued success. Um, I look forward to, to hearing more about your success and I look forward to having another conversation with you in the future and just, you know, hear about what's going on. Yeah. Thank you very much, Richard, for, for inviting me. It was wonderful to meet you. It was good that we could have a chat in Prague and meeting in person because that's important. Not everything can be found on the Internet. You don't make friends on the Internet. You make friends on, in life. So it was great joy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the thought we're leaving with you today. All right. Thanks, friend. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the podcast. Remember, this podcast is listener-supported, so wherever you get it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This podcast can be found on such platforms as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, we can be reached at archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-T-T-24 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Archiving Technical Theater History. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.